The Chris Hahn Show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. This is the Chris Hahn Show. I'm your host, Chris Hahn. The truth is on the air. And Truth Week Tonight America, I am live, and I am taking your calls all night long at 631-451-1039. If you want to get in on the national conversation tonight, the number is 631 631- Four five one one zero three nine. A little later on, I've got former CPAC chair Lisa De Pasquale joining me. Uh, she's got get bright email these days. Uh, good guest, been on a bunch of times before. My red eye pal, oh mine. She'll be on at around nine o'clock. But I got an hour to take your calls at six three one four five one one zero three nine. And what else is there to talk about, America? I don't know where to start tonight. Do I start with Trump in Europe insulting our NATO allies? Do I, try, do I start with the fact that just before I came on the air tonight, news broke that the FBI is looking into Jared Kushner as part of this Russian investigation? And why should they not? I mean, look at the guy met with the Russian ambassador during the transition. He met with the head of the Russian state bank during the transition, a bank whose New York uh, office chief was arrested and jailed for being a spy. So uh, let's be clear, America, uh, it wasn't unknown or it shouldn't have been unknown to anybody that that bank had connections to Russian espionage activities. Yet Jared Kushner still decided to meet with that guy during the transition at Trump Tower in Manhattan. So Jared Kushner now under investigation by the FBI as part of this whole Russia entanglement. Who was colluding? Maybe this is why. I mean, this is look. This strikes right at the heart of Donald Trump. Donald Trump looks at Jared Kushner and Donald Trump sees Donald Trump. Young, uh, attractive, dating his favorite woman in the world, his daughter. Real estate tycoon, heir of a real estate fortune, just like Donnie Boy. He looks at Jared Kushner and he sees himself which is why he gave Jared Kushner just about every job in the White House. He might be the only person other than his daughter he actually trusts, Donald J. Trump, that is. So I'm waiting for the tweets, America. I don't know if he's sleeping right now. I don't know what time it is in Sicily, which is where the president was headed. I'm Sicilian. I should always know what time it is in Sicily, but I don't right now. So I don't know when the president is going to be awake and tweeting because he's been pretty good at not tweeting while he's been on this trip abroad to Saudi Arabia, Israel, Rome, uh, then he went to uh, to NATO in Brussels, and now he is on his way to Sicily. And the news just broke, America. I'm waiting for the president's reaction. Maybe it'll happen while we're on the air. Maybe not. But you can follow me on Twitter. At Christopher Hahn is my Twitter handle if you want to tweet me when I'm not here. If you don't want to talk on the air, you can always tweet at me. You don't always have to agree with me. In fact, most people don't. Uh, who tweet at me. Uh, they want to tweet their uh, their negative opinions about what I'm doing, but I, I encourage some positive response as well. At Christopher Hahn on Twitter is my Twitter handle. And of course, the number here, 631-451-1039. I'm live tonight, and I'm taking your calls, and I'm talking Trump, America. Where do I begin? So the president goes to NATO today, and rather than 
praising the alliance which has kept the world free from the communists, protected Europe from the Russians, stood fast with them. At the monument to Article 5, which is the provision of the NATO Charter that says if you attack one, you attack all. At the monument of Article 5, which is actually a piece of steel taken from the World Trade Center after 9-11. A piece of steel that represents the only time Article 5 has ever been invoked at NATO, and that was in defense of the United States after the attack on us on 9-11. The only time in the history of NATO that that's been invoked. Rather than the president being magnanimous with the other leaders of the world at that point, the president takes the opportunity to once again criticize our allies about their defense spending. Now, look, I'm not saying the president is wrong about this. I do believe that if there is a rule that they all agreed upon, that a certain percentage of your gross national product should be spent on defense, then they should be doing that. And the president has made that clear, both publicly and privately. But at that point in time, in that solemn space, for the president to use that opportunity to drag down our NATO allies, while again, every single day, we see him smiling with the Russians, praising the Russians, but our NATO allies, every chance he gets, he pokes him with a stick. This is the president of the United States, America. Why not save that for the closed-door meetings, Mr. President? Ask for a plan from the allies for how they're going to do it. Why try to embarrass them? You could see the looks on their faces. How are we going to survive four years of this guy? And again, I don't think it's going to be four years. I don't understand how this man has walked the earth for this many years and has never grown manners. Shortly after he gave this speech, the leaders of NATO were posing for a picture and the president somehow got into the back of the crowd and he pushed past the prime minister of Montenegro, literally pushed him out of the way to get to the front of the picture. This is the president of the United States, America. The president of the United States of America pushing another world leader out of the way so he could get to the front of the pack so he could be in the picture. Now, guys, I get it. Nobody's looking for the president, the prime minister of Montenegro, except for maybe his cousin and his wife in that photo. They want to see the president and how other people are interacting with him. They want to see Angela Merkel. They want to see the new prime. They want to see the new president of France. I get it. But you don't push the guy over. I mean, we're seeing this right now. This is the way Republicans are. I mean, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in Montana last night. Uh, the congressional candidate in the elections today literally beat up a reporter, body slammed a reporter. We're living in a brave new world and it is ugly. It's got a lot of ugly people in it doing ugly things. Somebody needs to teach the president. And obviously this, this candidate, I'm dropping his name. Uh, in Montana, obviously these people need some manners training. I think the guy in Montana uh, maybe needs to apologize or pay a fine or something. That was clearly assault. 
Maybe he goes to jail for that. I don't know. Maybe the maybe his members of his party, instead of saying, "Oh, if he wins, he wins," should uh, should say, "If he wins, we're gonna have to see what happens with that assault case before we seat him." Probably still gonna win. If he was gonna win yesterday, he's probably gonna win today. Two thirds of the votes have already been returned. Montana has a very progressive mail-in ballot system, which I encourage for every state, and it is not a gerrymandered seat because Montana is Montana. They only have one member of Congress because there's, even though Montana's a huge state, nobody lives there. I don't know why they get two senators. Maybe that's something we need to look at. But they get it. Yes, I know the Constitution. I get it. It's one of the flaws of the Constitution. New York and Montana have the same amount of senators. Montana barely has enough people for a member of the House. They have two senators. 631-451-1039 is the number. 631-451-1039. But the president's in Europe, uh, and he has been relatively quiet, so I don't have a million clips of the president saying stupid things this week, but we did hear the story about Jared Kushner today. And we also found out that the president's travel ban was shot down by the Fourth Circuit, not the liberal Ninth Circuit, but the Fourth Circuit today. They decided that you can't have a travel ban based on religion. You know why? Because the judges who sit on the Fourth Circuit bench, they've read the Constitution of the United States of America. And they they also have eyes and ears, and they understand the rhetoric of the president and all the president's men, and all they really want to do is ban Muslims. And then we have an event like the one we had Monday in England, in Manchester, the bombing after the Ariana Grande uh, concert. Everybody goes, see, see, you can't let them into your country. Uh, But here's the thing about that bomber. He was born in Manchester. So he was English. And he was radicalized. You know why? Because the internet doesn't care about Donald Trump's travel ban. Doesn't care one bit. So he's going to keep on losing because he's a loser. And we're going to have to have a, a real way to approach immigration in this country. A real method of doing it. Realistic. How are we going to deal with it? How are we going to deal with our threats other than just hating people? How are we going to protect our borders other than putting up a wall that nobody's going to pay for? And here we are. He's abroad. It's been quiet. I think that his staff has done a pretty good job at hiding his phone. But we'll see what happens tonight. Two bad things happened today to Donald Trump. While he was, two bad things happened in Washington while Donald Trump was sleeping in Europe. Travel ban shot down, and Jared Kushner, in the ring of suspicion, is the president going to tweet about it tonight, America? Ask, tell me what you think. 631 451 1039. I think, for one, I'm expecting a a tweet. I don't know what time 3 a.m. is in Sicily. I think it might be 11 o'clock here. Uh, I expect 10, 11 o'clock to get a a tweet from Donald Trump. Slamming the reports, the leaks, the leakers that leaked that Jared is under investigation. Well, of course Jared's under investigation. 
He was meeting with the Russian state-owned bank, a bank whose New York chief went to jail for espionage. He was meeting with that guy during the transition. Why did we have to meet with that guy, Jared? You think nobody would notice that the president's son-in-law, who's now the president's top advisor, was meeting with that guy? You didn't think any of us would figure that out? You didn't think anybody would see that? Nobody noticed? You didn't think that would be suspicious? You didn't think people would want to know why you're doing it? I know I want to know. Eighteen months, America. Eighteen months. He'll make a deal with Pence. Departed himself, his son, his daughter. Everybody else gets thrown under the bus. Eighteen months. I don't know if the president knows yet about this story. I don't know if he's sleeping. But when he wakes up and he reads about it in his Twitter feed, you are going to see you are going to see a uh, you are going to see a very very angry 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 tweet from Donald Trump. I guarantee it. An angry 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 tweet from the president calling out Mueller, calling out whoever. Angry angry angry. He just can't take it. 631-451-1039 is the number. I'm going to go to Vinny and Shirley. Vinny! Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Good. What's on your mind? Well, I'm just, it's just so annoying that they're, they're killing Trump. I mean, uh, is he a politician? No. But Jesus Christ, if, if Hillary was in power, what would be happening now? If Hillary was in power, Vinny... There would be 25 congressional committees investigating everything she did. Okay? Right. Right? So, so don't you, you think, think that Donald Trump, like, why, laughing, why yucking they, it up, yucking it up with the Russians? Right What'd you say? Why aren't they investigating her right now? Uh, because they were fake charges against her, and they've investigated her like for the last four years. Against, like, that's fake charges against Trump. Well, how do they we know? Vinny, 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 let me ask you this. I mean, come on. Vinny, Vinny, let me ask you this. If Hillary Clinton fired the FBI director and then went on TV and said, yeah, I fired him because he was investigating me, how would you feel about that? Like a little guy on on TV, I would have fired his butt, too. What? Like, what, are you kidding me? You clown. I feel like I feel like I just did something wrong. Vinny thinks he's funny. Vinny thinks he's funny. 631-451-1039 is the number. Vinny, I appreciate the call. But you had a really bad connection, and it was kind of squeaky. I don't know if that was going over the air like that, Mike, but it, I could hardly hear it in my ear. But, Vinny, next time you call, just check your line. 631-451-1039 is my number. I am live. Uh, I am. Uh, it is 2 a.m. right now in Sicily. So we are about, I would say, uh, 40, 45 minutes away from Donald Trump waking up for his 3 a.m. tweet, right? 40 minutes from now, Donald Trump will wake up. He will learn that his son-in-law is under investigation by the FBI and he will tweet an angry, angry tweet. The nasty, it will be the mother of all tweets. Right? Remember the mother of bombs that he liked to drop and how happy he was? This will be the mother of all tweets, America. Because it's like 
He hasn't tweeted anything nasty. I don't think he's personally tweeted since he's been on this trip. It's actually been a pleasure because we've actually had a respite from this high-intensity tweeting and this high-intensity news cycles that we've had. The last, I mean, look, I couldn't even plan shows the last couple of weeks because I would plan shows, and I come in here, I have to throw the show out the window. I mean, I have to talk about Jared Kushner tonight because it's breaking news. But uh, I, couldn't plan, I couldn't plan shows. I'd get in my car to drive here, and on the way, news would break. The last couple of days have been nice because Donald has been away. And yes, it was embarrassing watching him dance and bow to the king of Saudi Arabia. Remember how bad he criticized Bush and Obama for doing the same thing. And then he does it. Except for I think he curtsied. Think about that. All you Trump lovers out there. He curtsied. It's been nice. I think they took the phone away from him. They hit him. But he's going he's gonna to wake up in about 40, 40 minutes or so. And he's going to start looking for that phone, man. He is going to start looking for that phone. And he is going to unleash the mother of all tweets. I can't wait. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to troll it, man. I am going to absolutely troll it. And I am going to say something really nasty and snarky in response to that tweet. As I hope you all do, America. I think it's our duty to troll him, and to really make him uncomfortable every time he tweets. Say something snarky. Like, you know, what What would it be like for Jared Kushner in prison, right? I mean, is Bernie Madoff going to make him his bitch? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, Mike, but whatever. No, <laughs> nobody complains. <laughs> 631-451-1039 is my number. A little later on, I got Lisa DePasquale joining me. Former head of CPAC. She was the executive director. I don't know if she was the executive director or chairperson. I think she was the executive director of CPAC uh, for a couple of years. Uh, she'll be joining me a little while. See her on TV. She does a lot of, used to do Red Eye. We don't, neither one of us do Red Eye anymore because Red Eye doesn't exist anymore. Um, but she does still does Kennedy on the Fox Business Channel. I will be on with Judge Janine on uh, on Saturday night, nine o'clock p.m. Uh, I'll be fighting with Judge Janine on Saturday night because I'm sure she's going to want to say nothing but good things about Donald Trump. Uh, but I'll be on with her uh, on Sunday evening uh, in the nine o'clock hour, probably around nine twenty-five, unless they move me up to the first block because something breaks, which sometimes that happens. But I'll be on with her. Uh, always have fun sparring with her. She's absolutely out of her mind on Donald Trump. She loves the guy. Uh, so I'll be on. You can check out check that out on Sunday night. I'm also going to be on the 5 o'clock Fox News show on June 5th. So uh, mark your calendars for that. I'll be on for the whole hour. Uh, 631-451-1039 is the number. Uh, we'll probably take wait till the uh, bottom of the hour. I got a couple calls calling. I'm probably going to wait till the bottom of the hour to, to take you because I only got about a minute left uh, before I have to go to break. Uh, but I, I, look, the countdown's on America. Donald Trump will be tweeting in approximately 40 minutes when he wakes up. If, if the pattern holds, I mean, you know, he's jet lagged. We don't know what time he's going to wake up there. Usually it's a 3 a.m. tweet here sometime between three and 4 a.m. Right. So perhaps during the show, we will get the outrage about the Jared Kushner, uh, uh, speculation about his involvement with the Russians sometime, hopefully tonight. But if we don't get it during the show, you got to look for it and you got to really troll it hard. Okay? 
the guy needs to be punished for his tweets, at least in the Twitter world. Let you know, let him know how you feel, America. Let him know you're angry with this. We should all be angry with it. We should all want to know the truth. We should all want to know what happened here. How were the Russians involved with our election? We should all be concerned that the president's right-hand man and his son-in-law are now under a cloud of suspicion. I know I am. I know he is. All right, 631-451-1039 is the number. I'll get to your calls right after this break. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show, America, and I'll be right back. Everything else you heard today, and listen up. The Chris Hahn Show is on the air. All right, I'm back and I'm live and I'm taking your calls at 631 451 1039. That's 631 451 1039. If you want to get in on the national conversation, I'm Chris Hahn. I'm talking to you in a little while. Lisa DePasquale will be joining me live, uh, former head of CPAC. Uh, she'll be joining me live, uh, talking politics, talking Trump. I want to see if she's still with him. I don't know. She may or she may not be. But 631-451-1039 is my number if you want to get in on the action right now. 631-451-1039. I'm waiting. It is, uh, it is 2.35 in the a.m., in Sicily, where Donald Trump has laid his head on a bed, probably a very nice Trump-branded bed, uh, I would imagine. I don't know. I don't know if he's got a bed branded. But he's, uh, he's laid his head on a bed in Sicily somewhere right now, sleeping. Uh, but a couple hours ago, we learned that Jared Kushner is the subject of an FBI probe into Russian interference in our elections last year. So I expect that when the president wakes up in about, I don't know, half an hour, maybe uh, maybe more. We don't know if he's jet lagged or not. I'm expecting the mother of all tweets, America, the mother of all tweets about this probe. He'll condemn the leaks. He'll condemn the leakers. He'll say it's fake news, whatever it is. He's going to put the best of Donald Trump into this tweet. Because that's where he is right now. This is the guy, this is hitting way too close to home. This is the guy who, when Donald Trump looks into the mirror, Donald Trump sees. He sees Jared Kushner. He sees himself in Jared Kushner. So does his daughter. His daughter married Jared Kushner because Jared Kushner, she felt, was a lot like her dad. And that's fine. And had they just stayed, uh, you know, con artists branding their name, uh, you know, we, we would never have any problem with that. It'd be fine. You can do whatever you want. But now he's president of the United States, representing us on the world stage. Not well, I would say, Americans. Not well at all. Embarrassing us every step of the way on this trip. I mean, I, I hear conservatives praising the president's speech. But you know what he didn't say in Saudi Arabia? Radical Islamic terrorism. 
Remember how that was his whole campaign? How he was going to say radical Islamic terrorism? Did you hear him say that in Saudi Arabia when he was dancing with the king and bowing to the king and he gave a speech to the Arab world? He did not say radical Islamic terrorism. Was this an apology tour? I mean, they're nothing but hypocrites. Nothing but hypocrites. He had a room full of every leader of every predominantly Muslim country in the world in Saudi Arabia, and not once did he utter the phrase radical Islamic terrorism. Oh, he'll do it in Sheboygan. He'll do it in Texas. He'll do it in Florida to the rallies of people wearing red MAGA hats. But when he's sitting in a room with people who can actually make a difference in terrorism in the Islamic community, he didn't say radical Islamic terrorism once. He just called it terrorism. The same as President Obama did. And the same as President Bush did. And the same as Hillary did. Are you catching that, America? Are you comfortable with that, Trump voter? 631-451-1039 is my number. I am live and I am taking your calls. So if you're happy with the fact that Donald Trump went over there and sold out, basically became just like every other American politician when speaking to the Muslim world and didn't say radical Islamic terrorism, you let me know. I'd love to know how you feel. What excuse are you going to have for him, right? It just seems to me that people who support Trump will defend him no matter what he does. And I am as frustrated as my friend Anderson Cooper right now. I don't know if you guys caught Anderson Cooper uh, calling out Jeffrey Lord earlier in the week on CNN. I don't know if any of you caught that, but it was funny, but it was also true. I'm going to play the clip. Play number one for me, Mike. Jeff, I got to start with you. Uh, Sean Spicer didn't deny that the president said these things about Director Comey. Do you defend the president on this one? No, I think he's perfectly within his rights to, to say them. I mean, he's the president of the United States. He can say what he wants. Right, he what can he say wants. what he wants. Is it smart? And, well, sure. I mean, sure, I mean, you can get subjective about this. And as a matter of fact, well, yeah, I'm asking you to be subjective. Is it smart? Is it smart? I don't think it matters either way, in truth. I really don't. And, and Anderson, I just want to say this. I I, we're talking about all this Russian. What? I'm sorry. I said, I believe that's called a punt. I don't know much about sports, but I believe that's a punt. <laughs> no, no, Anderson, Anderson, look, this, this is not, you know, some smoking gun. That's his honest opinion, which Lord knows if he hadn't said it to the Russians. His honest opinion is that, the, is that the former FBI director is a nut job and that this relieves some of the pressure on the Russia stuff. That's his All honest right. opinion. I have All no right. doubt that that's his honest opinion. But do you think that that is right. smart Wait. for a guy under investigation to be saying that? Yes, I do. And I'll tell you exactly why I think it's smart. Remember this statement from President Obama? Tell Vladimir I'll be more flexible after the election, quote unquote, to the Russian prime minister. Caught on a hot mic. Now, that is what you call collusion with the Russians. <clears throat> Vladimir, for all we know, was flexible with Barack Obama to help him be reelected. Was there a call for a special right. prosecutor? Right. Is there a call for a... Right. No, was there an exists. investigation by the FBI? Was there a special counsel? No, and no, and no. 
And so I know, I mean, I know you got to bring up Obama every time, or you, you know, got to bring up somebody else. I, I got it. I got it. Because you can't fairness. really defend it's it in all fairness. fairness. You can't defend what the president of the United States just said. I don't care. I mean, I don't. I don't care what he says to the Russian prime to the, the Russians. I, I mean, okay. he's the president of the United States. If right. he wants to say that, if Barack Obama wants to say whatever. Right. If George Bush says, I looked in his if eyes and thought he took a dump on his desk, you would defend it. Say it. What? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what he would do that you would not Anderson, defend. I mean, I, you're, you're a loyal guy. I, I, I think that speaks well of you. But I, Anderson, this, this is offending Eastern media elite sensibilities. Right here in America, they'll think, yeah, the FBI okay. director was. Uh, yeah, if Donald Trump took a dump on his desk, Jeffrey Lord would defend him for it. What the resolute desk? It used to be part of a ship. It had to be part of the latrine. This is the problem, America. And I, I want to know what you think. 631-451-1039. Everybody's in their corner. And it doesn't matter what their guy does. You're going to defend your guy or gal. And I get why Jeffrey Lord does it. I mean, he's paid to do it. He goes on TV and he does it. I don't always defend my side when I go on TV. I don't always defend my side here on the radio. I don't really care. I don't really have a side. I'm on the American people's side. I try to call it like I see it. I get why he does it, though. 631-451-1039 is my number. My question is, why do you do it? Like, Why are there so many people out there defending Donald Trump still? People who voted for Donald Trump based on a set of promises, which it should be abundantly clear to you right now, he has no intention of ever keeping, right? He didn't pull out a NAFTA. He's not renegotiating NAFTA. He's not building a wall and having Mexico pay for it. He's not providing health insurance to more people at lower cost with better benefits, which is one of the things he said. The, the Congressional Budget Office came out with a score, and it's going to provide less insurance to, to fewer people for a higher cost. And it's going to reduce the deficit by a little bit, but it's going to give a lot of tax breaks and it's going to take a lot of money out of health care. And those tax breaks are not affecting you, my listeners, unless your name is Mercer and you live on the North Shore in a very big mansion. A couple of people in Southampton or in the Outer Banks of the Carolinas or in West Palm Beach, I'm sure it's, it's, it's affecting you and you're, you're going to be fine, but that's very few of you. The majority of my listeners are working class Americans who go to work every day. And those tax cuts are not going to benefit you and your health insurance, especially if you're an older American, is going to go up. In fact, if you're over the age of 60, your health insurance could go up 800 percent. And that is not an exaggeration. That is what the CBO said. The nonpartisan CBO with a Republican director chosen by the president's own Management Office of Management and Budget. He chose that guy. Nick Mulvaney. So that's what they think, looking at the math, because they have to look at math, right? So why are you still defending him? I mean, is it because you tweeted about it and you had to defend him during the campaign and now you feel you can't back off? Is it because you put a bumper sticker on your car, or maybe you bought a Make America Great hat. Maybe you bought one of those stupid Trump flags. 
I see some people have on their cars or on their house. Is it because of your Twitter handle? You've tweeted things out and now you think you can't change because you fought with your liberal cousin or you fought with me on the radio about it? Why can't you stop defending him? Let me explain something to you. Nobody cares if you admit that you are wrong in supporting this guy. If you change your mind. He has failed you. You don't have to keep defending him, America. He is not defending you, working class America. He is not defending you at all. He is for himself and his family. And that's why I'm waiting on the mother of all tweets, okay? Quarter to three. Now, you know, I looked at his Twitter feed in the break. And he did tweet about an hour ago that he had just landed in Sicily. So maybe we won't hear a tweet from him on this Jared thing right away. Maybe he went right to bed. Or maybe we will. Maybe we'll get one before he goes to bed. I don't know. But he will defend Jared. I mean, he doesn't care if you lose your benefits. Like if you've got a kid in an opiate who's got an opiate addiction and he's going or she's going through treatment. And that treatment center relies on federal funding. Donald Trump doesn't care if that funding gets taken away. In fact, I would bet Donald Trump doesn't even know that his budget people took that funding away. I would bet dollars to donuts if you quiz Donald Trump about his budget, he doesn't even know. He doesn't even care enough to know what his people are doing to you. Yet you still defend him. Is it not clear to you? Do you think you can't withdraw your support from this guy because you tweeted about it? Because you supported him in the election? Because you argued at a family dinner with your cousin about it? Everybody, the problem in this world is that everybody thinks they're famous. Everybody thinks everybody's watching everything else they do because they're on Twitter, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. Maybe they got a YouTube page and they've, they've made some rants. Everybody thinks they're famous. Take it from me, America. Very few people are famous. Okay, I've been on TV 2,000 times. If I walked up to you on the street, you would have absolutely no idea who I was. Okay, I have a radio show with my name on it that's been on the air for four years. Nobody knows who I am. So nobody cares about your tweet. Nobody cares that you supported Trump. You could change your mind now, America. You could change your mind now and you could start saying, you got to hold these people accountable. You got to vote them out of office. You got to put a check on this guy. Why are you defending him still? Why are you letting him take a dump on your desk and then saying, oh, look what he did? He's an overgrown child who doesn't care about you. And I don't even think he cares about this country. He cares about himself and to a lesser extent, his kids and his company and how he can make more money and be more well-known. He'll never be more well-known than he is now. Let's face it. He's the president of the United States. He's achieved fame. As much fame as anyone can possibly have. He's got plenty of money. And he doesn't care about you. Which is why when things get really tough for him, he's going to pack it in. And you're going to be really embarrassed you stood by him as long as you did. You're going to be ashamed of it. 
And what I'm saying is get off now. Get off now. Get off the Trump train right now before it goes over a cliff with you on it, with this whole country on it. Because he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about America. He doesn't care about our allies. He pushed aside a prime minister of a country to get to the front of a picture because that's what he cares about, America. You know, in the, in, the, in the musical Hamilton, there's a constant refrain about Aaron Burr. And that refrain is, if you care for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? I keep asking that about Donald Trump. I don't think Donald Trump stands for anything other than Donald Trump. Turned out that the only thing Burr stood for was power and the acquisition of power. Donald Trump only stands for the advancement of Donald Trump. And if you think that he won't crush you to get a little bit more for him and his family, you have not been paying attention the last four months, four and a half months. Or maybe you haven't been paying attention the last 25 years, 30 years of this guy's career. I mean, there was nothing, no one he would crush or hurt or sue. Craftsmen that built his buildings and decorated his buildings would have to fight him to get paid what they were owed. Wives who were loyal to him thrown aside the mother of Ivanka embarrassed on the cover of the New York Post embarrassed on national television what do you think he's going to do to you why do you think you're any different than that why are you staying with him don't let that tweet you, you sent out last year supporting him or that battle you had on Facebook with your neighbor or your cousin or your wife bind you forever to support a guy who clearly doesn't support you, clearly doesn't care about you. He only cares about himself. He only stands for himself. He will only fall for himself. I'm telling you, America, as bad as Trump care is, what's worse is the president doesn't even know how bad it is because he didn't read the bill. As heart harmful as his budget is, what's worse is the president doesn't even know. He doesn't care. He's busy yucking it up with the Russians, tweeting out things. Meeting with his private lawyer as he lawyers up. He doesn't even care enough to read the bill. He doesn't even care enough to understand what those numbers on those pages mean to the lives of people who would vote for him. It's going to hurt red states more than blue states, but you're still with them. You're still there. You're still supporting everything this guy does. 
He's taking a dump on all of our desks, America. All of our desks. And there are many millions of Jeffrey Lords out there still defending him. I understand why Jeffrey Lord does it. That's Jeffrey Lord's job. And you could tell in that clip he was uncomfortable trying to defend the president telling the Russians that the former FBI director was a nut job. But that's his job. That's what he gets paid for. If you're a truck driver or a nurse or a school teacher or you work in a factory or you work in an office and you're still defending that guy while he's taking a dump on your desk, why are you doing it? You don't get paid for it, and in fact, you're losing every single day. Every single day, it gets closer to being coming a reality, something Donald Trump does. Fortunately, Congress is going to be in a tizzy over this Russian stuff for the foreseeable future, and he'll get nothing done, and will basically live with Obama's budgets for the next year or two. But unless you really stand up, You start pushing away. I mean, he's still at 36% America, 36%, which I think is just way too high. If we keep this up, eventually he'll get something through and it's going to hurt. So stop defending him. He doesn't care about you. All right. I got Lisa DePasquale coming up next. You're listening to the Chris Hahn Show. I'll take your calls again at the bottom of the next hour. You're listening to the Chris Hahn Show, and I'll be right back. Driving conservatives crazy since the day he was born. The Chris Hahn Show. All right, I'm back and I'm live. I'll be taking your calls at the bottom of the hour at 631-451-1039. And the conservative I'll be driving crazy on Saturday night is uh, Judge Janine Pirro. I'll be on Justice with Judge Janine sometime in the 9 o'clock hour on Saturday night. Make sure you check me out at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. And I'm going to drive another conservative crazy right now. She used to be the head of CPAC. And now she runs a company called Get Bright Email, and she's got a bunch of books and another one coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, Lisa DePasquale, friend of mine from TV. Hey. How you doing, Lisa? Good. How are you? I, I'm doing well. I'm doing How's well. Team Shiny? Team Shiny is, is, is shining on, baby. How's Team Bangs? I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, uh, so let's talk. Let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about us, okay? Um, I'm wondering, are you still on Team Trump? Sure. Sure? Is yeah. it Is it getting harder every day? Is it, it's got to be getting harder every day. Well, the thing is, is and you know, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give the um, Democrats some credit because Republicans did this, I think, with Obama, and that is that we sort of got distracted with the little things. So then when the big things happen, like something like, fast, like uh, Benghazi, um, then it's like, well, you complain when, you know, he wears a tan suit, so how can we take you seriously on Benghazi? And so I think a lot of times now we're seeing that with the Democrats in that, you know, they'll pass around a meme or a video of, look, Melania's trying to push him away. So then when something big happens, then, you know, we can now push it back and say, oh, they don't, they make fun of him when he doesn't hold his wife's Yeah, hand. it didn't work for us <laughs> then. It's not going to, look, it, it, this is 2000 and this is, uh, this is 2010 all over.
over again. You got you to gotta see this coming, right? I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen in Montana tonight. I know the guy beat, beat up the reporter yesterday, mm-hmm. but they all vote by mail there. So it's like, you know, how could it change much? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but the fact that the Republicans had to spend as much as they did to keep a seat in Montana, that the president won by 21%, got to be got to be nerve wracking for anybody who who is is a Republican right now. Could you imagine uh, the 25 Republicans who live in districts that Hillary won, how they're feeling right now? Well, I mean, I think the consultants are probably loving it. Now they can, you know, get back to making money because during the 2016, you know, campaign, a lot of them were pissed off that, you know, they couldn't make any money on Trump because he wasn't spending it. Right, right. Well, the congressional (laughs) races were spending it because they were freaking out about Trump. So, yeah. so, you know, it turned out they didn't have to freak out about Trump. Trump was actually helping but uh, for most of them. But a lot of them were freaked out. I mean, even Montana, the guy who's running uh, right now in Montana was running for governor last year and distanced himself from Trump during the campaign as if Trump was too radical. This is a guy who beat up a reporter last night, thought that Trump was too radical. <laughs> I wouldn't say beat up. He beat him up, Lisa. Come on. <laughs> He he, no, he, I mean, he, I he threw him to the he anybody, threw him, but I, well, well, I mean, it's these kind of, kind of words. I mean, now you got Michelle Fields comparing herself to this this reporter, and I think those two <laughs> things are completely different. Well, they're very different because we saw the video of Michelle Fields, but yeah. we heard the report not just from his tape recorder, but from a Fox News reporter who yeah. was in the room. Basically, <laughs> said the guy choked him, threw him to the ground, and then got on top of him and started punching him. Oh, I didn't see the punch part, but like I said, I've been busy doing other things. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to pay attention to Montana when the president's over in Europe embarrassing himself, right? I know, and the polls even close until 8 p.m. their time. Yeah, yeah, I'll be off the air by the time that happens, (laughs) so I won't know. I I guess they'll call the race pretty quick uh, because it's mostly mail-in ballots there. And how many people live in Montana? I mean, it's it's not even enough for a full congressional district. They get a pity congressional district in Montana. Well, you know, it's funny because some people were were predicting that it might be good for um, a loss. For Republicans, it'd be a good it'd be good for them if they lost. Yeah, well, I mean, to just not, like not have this guy involved anymore. Well, you know, the good thing for Republicans is that if the guy loses, they could blame it. They won't blame it on Trump. They'll blame it on the fact that this guy beat up a reporter the night before the election. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which it, is not it could it, end up being a good. It's thing. not like really accurate because last night probably remember only a third of the people who are going to vote in this election are voting today. Every two thirds of the vote were already in uh, in this race because it's a Montana is kind of progressive when it comes to voting. They try to do an all mail in ballot now, which is well, fantastic. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that changes things in the future because I know a lot of people are against the early ballots. Well, they're against mail in ballots too, which I think is ridiculous. I think we should have. I think all elections should be a hundred percent mail, a hundred percent of the time. That's what I think. That's what I think. I think people shouldn't have to voting should be made as easy as possible and and we should figure out a way to do it so that we could you know fairly count the vote but make it easy for people to vote whether it be online through the mail make it easy let the candidates compete in the field of ideas and uh, not try to suppress each other's vote and get everybody out make it easy for people to do it and they'll do it hmm. I feel like a lot of people's you know opinion on that change is like if someone sent in their ballot before, you know, the Trump and Billy, Billy Bush tape came out, <laughs> that's well, the problem. Yeah, yeah. They probably it's depending on how, how your person's looking that week seems to follow whether or not you're for. Well, early the Billy or... Bush tape came out about three weeks before the the election. Right. Or maybe it was four weeks. So you still have plenty of time. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I really don't know. It's 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 I, I like early voting. I like vote by mail. I would like vote by Internet even better. You know, even if you did vote by Internet, and you only had one day to do it. You could everybody downloads the voter app and they vote on Election Day. I mean, I could buy airline. I could buy airline tickets on my phone. Why can't I vote on my phone? You're not worried about the Russians. Well, we'll have to fix that. <laughs> we'll have to find out what Jared Kushner knew and when he knew it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make of that? You know, I just saw a little bit of it before, um, you know, we got on the air. And, you know, I, what I thought was, was so interesting is, you know, my buddy Steve Bannon, you know, had warned the White House about this um, because I guess there are meetings that took place, you know, right after the election and was like, oh, this might not look so so good for the for the White House. And, you know, everybody wants to talk about what an awful person Bannon is, which I obviously disagree with. Um, yeah, you do he disagree. It's like the he one... was basically proven right. Well, I mean, it, pretty, it was pretty hard to be proven wrong. I mean, the guy had dinner with the head of the Russian state bank uh, in uh, Trump Tower during the transition. Like, why'd that meeting have to happen? You know, you know it, I think it's interesting is I, I wonder if like on the, you know, prior to all of this, I mean, prior to like the Trump election or maybe even Trump being, um, you know, a candidate, if you would have asked people, does it matter what you do between election day and, and like what your son-in-law does between election day and the inauguration? It usually doesn't, but then most people don't make their son-in-law a central figure of their administration, right? You know, and I feel bad for Bannon in this, even though I can't stand Bannon. I know you love him, (laughs) but I can't stand him. But he's going to get fired over this, right? He's going to get fired. When they come back to the States next week, he's getting fired because even though he may have been right, you can't go warn uh, the king about the prince, right? <laughs> and that's what happened here. He warned the king about the prince, and now a story about the prince is in the paper. Who is the king going to blame? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, that's that was everyone's you know concern probably going in, whether it was um, you know Spicer or Priebus or or Steve. Um, I mean, it's hard hard to argue. That's probably why a lot of people. Um, you know, have avoided that. And right. part of it also is that I think, especially children of politicians, they sort of already know what they're getting into, and right. that's why they're not a part of it. Whereas right. I think these children didn't, or, you know, not children, but you know what I mean. Well, you know, yeah. the child in the family seems to be yeah, the, the father. They, they didn't necessarily <laughs> right. know it because they've only basically dealt with friendly media. Um, well, just because they were in New York and, you know, they were part of big New York business. Well, Bannon also, uh, not Bannon, but but Kushner ran a one of the most liberal papers in New York, the New York Observer, yeah. uh, for a while. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he was, he was, you know, unlike his father, who had a real bad relationship with the media, um, you know, uh, Kushner was, was pretty much liked by the media. And he's kind of too young to have had bad press, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now he's in this central figure. And now the FBI is looking into his ties to Russia. And, you know, the fact that he was in charge of the data operation in the Trump campaign. And was there some connection between that data operation and the Russians? This is getting very close to home. I am expecting the mother of all tweets the minute the president wakes up. <laughs> now, it's 310. It's 310. A, it's uh, 310 a.m. Mm-hmm. in Sicily right now. Uh, so usually the president tweets around 330 a.m. So I'm expecting that tweet shortly, but the president didn't land in Sicily till about 1 a.m. local time. So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, if we're going to hear from him tonight, we'll hear from him sometime tomorrow. But we will hear from him. We are going to get the mother of all tweets. 
<laughs> the mother of all tweets. The mother of all tweets. I'm talking to Lisa <laughs> DePasquale. She used to be the head of CPAC. She now runs a, uh, an outfit called GetBrightEmail.com. You can find her on Twitter at Lisa. Is it Lisa DEP, right, on Twitter? Yep. That's a good That's a good Twitter handle. Lisa yep. DEP on Twitter. Uh, and, and you can catch up on all of her news. She's a friend of mine from TV. You see her on Kennedy. Uh, you used to see her on Red Eye, but there is no more Red Eye, alas. I know. There's, they... It seems like they're trying to bring the radio show back. I don't know. Have you done the radio show? I've done the radio show uh, once, and they actually thought I was doing it on Friday. Uh, but I said, no, I can't do it Friday, but I could do it on Monday, uh, a certain date. And uh, somehow signals got crossed. So they tweeted out that I was doing it on Friday, but I was at like a black tie dinner on Friday and uh, had no way of getting to the red eye thing and uh, didn't do it. And uh, so hopefully they have me back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think they will. I mean, look, Tom, those guys are, you know, they're friends mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a friend of that show. And I told them I could do it on June 5th. I told their booker June 5th. I'm good. I'll be in the studio anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll come upstairs after the show I'm on. And uh, so hopefully they'll have me back on. Yeah. I mean, it's good, I think, to have Tom and, and Andy because they don't, you know, really come from the political world. So right. They don't necessarily know, um, you know, they're not going to go to bat for someone just because they have an R or a D you know, right. after their name. Right, right. Especially Andy. Tom is a little bit more conservative than he looks. Mm-hmm. You know, no, he's as conservative as he looks. Oh, he's as conservative <laughs> as he looks. Yeah. He, he, he's a little bit more conservative than Andy. Yeah. Uh, Andy's definitely a, a, a big L libertarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's good. Um, you know, I, I'm all for that. And he, he, you know, he was very anti-Trump, but he's still anti-Trump, quite mm-hmm. frankly, which is, which is great. Yeah. Well, the, it wasn't the last time I was on Red Eye, but it was probably it was after I think Trump won the primaries, maybe after Super Tuesday or something. But um, they played a video of me introducing Trump, you know, at CPAC, which was his first political speech. Right. And <laughs> Andy was just like, "Lisa, we in a fight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we could blame you for this, can't we? America at Lisa DEP. <laughs> if you've got a problem with Donald Trump, that's who you're supposed to call. She brought him into this world. Can you take him out? I mean, like my mom used to say, I brought you into this room, world. I could take you out of it. Yeah, I'm not saying any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can't say that about the president. It would be bad. Uh, but I still think 18 months. That's the, you know, over under 18 months, plus or minus three. Well, you know, what I have said to libertarians like, you know, Nicholas, but I don't know if I actually said this to Andy, but I mean, they should be thanking Trump for doing what they haven't been able to do, you know, since their party was created or, you know, even though they're not libertarian party guys. And that's that, you know, Trump was like the Republicans did not want him, the party. And he basically did this all on his own as a personality, you know, busted up the two party system. Um, you know, they can they can surely do it with someone else. They could do it with, you know, Penn Jillette or something. Nah, this is a <laughs> once in a lifetime thing. I think America, look, there's 36 percent of America. And I was saying this in the last half hour that are so committed to Trump, mostly because they tweeted about him and said nice things about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll never forget him. But this is the last time we're going to have some kind of outsider president. Uh, this is not working. I mean, look, I, you could defend them all you want. I, I played the Anderson Cooper, you know, taking a dump on your desk kind of thing. It's not working, even for conservatives. He's not even getting things done with his own party in Congress. Like, it's not working because he's unexper- inexperienced. He's embarrassing himself. He's embarrassing the country. It's not working. And at some point, the Republicans are going to cut bait. Like, if 
you know, if this kid wins in Atlanta next week, and if it's really close in Montana this week, and then and then we're going to have local elections where you're going to see Democrats winning in counties they never won before, they're going to run from this guy, and then he's going to say, I don't need this. I, I own a golf course in Turnsbury, Scotland. I'm going to be there if you need me. <laughs> well, I'm, and the thing is, is, if you look at what they say about Pence, I mean, it sort of, you know, contradicts each, you know, each other because, you know, everybody thinks that, oh, if they would have, you know, or they, they claim, like my lefty friends claim, like if we would have nominated something, someone normal, like Jeb Bush or Marco Rubio, then it would be totally different. But they think all of those people are just as bad. And that's what you see when people start talking about, oh, well, Pence would then, you know, take office or something. Then they t- talk about how Pence is worse than Trump. So it, it makes yeah, Pence's, Pence's, Pence's issues on issues is worse than Trump. But the thing about Pence is the normal rules of, of politics apply to Pence, <laughs> right? They apply to Pence. Mike Pence can't get away with this nonsense Donald Trump is getting away with. Well, yes, that, he's I a horrible Pence on Pence on gay Trump rights. Really is getting got away with a lot of stuff. What'd you say? I think I think that's probably what bothers the left is that Trump really did get away with a lot of stuff. Meaning, like you know, the grab them by the the pee well. And all well, that how about how about this one? How care, about how about firing the FBI director, then going on national television and saying, "Yeah, you know, I thought about this." Russia investigation he was doing, and then I fired him. Yeah, but people yeah. don't care about that. No, but but like you know, but they used to. It. They used to care about that. That used to be the end of the line. Well, right now they're 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 thinking more about whether or not they can get a job. If that was Mike Pence, Lisa, Mike <laughs> Pence would be. Uh, you know, the the Speaker of the House would have went to the White House and said, "Mr. President, you need to resign, or you're going to be impeached." Right. Well, I mean, anybody else matter. Clinton was impeached. Yeah, it would matter this time because he would get removed. <laughs> he's not getting impeached over fellatio. He's getting impeached over his obstruction yeah, but, of justice. But you're acting like being impeached means he's no longer in office. He would be removed if the Speaker of the House, his own party, came to him and said, Mr. President, you need to resign. Mike Pence would never have said that on national TV. Mike Pence would never have fired the FBI director the same way this president fired the FBI director. I don't like Mike Pence, but the rules of law apply to Mike Pence in a way they don't apply to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and he would be completely ineffective as president because after the scandal of the president leaving, you know, there'd be nothing to worry about anyway. The Democrats would take back the Congress in a, in, you know, in a walk. Well, there's still time in between. Maybe it would be the opposite. Maybe he just pushed down everything. Push down abortion, whatever, you know, be And that would be the end of the Republican Party. Like, you know, the Republican Party, the Republican, the Republican Party lives on that. That's they would never get anybody elected again. It'd be over. The Republican Party doesn't live on abortion. I think you're thinking of the Democrats. Let me explain something to you, Lisa. But for the issue of abortion, there wouldn't be a single religious person in America that would support the Republican Party because they're against everything else the religious people in this country stand for, like food for the poor, <laughs> you know? Well, then I, why do we just basically elect a, pro, or a pro-choice family? A what? I mean, the family is pro-choice, pretty much. Absolutely they are. You know why? Because he lied and said he was anti-abortion, <laughs> and everybody agreed with him, even though three years ago he was Planned Parenthood of New York's Man of the Year. That's what I'm saying. Like, they obviously, that's not a, the Republicans' major voting issue, especially right now. Like, maybe when we're all, we're all employed Lisa, and 
It's not, it's, I, I'm, I don't even believe in a, the, except, uh, the three exceptions for abortion. You don't believe it's in a—you're not pro-choice? I thought you were. No, I'm pro-life. I, that's what I'm saying. This is ridiculous to me because I don't even believe in the exceptions. But there's no way that would be the only issue I would vote on. Well, I'm just saying this. I'm saying—I'm <laughs> just saying this. If it wasn't for the abortion issue, if it wasn't for choice, okay— 15, 20% of the people who are, who are hardcore Republican voters will never vote for a Democrat. They wouldn't vote for a Republican ever again. That's their only issue. I know some of those people. Okay, I'm related to one, my mother. Okay, it is, it is the only issue she votes on. She would never, I mean, Democrats want to feed the poor. Yeah, she does. She lives on Long Island like me. She, the Democrats want to feed the poor. So do most Christians, right? So did Christ. Christ had a statement. That what you do unto the least of them, you do unto me. That is something the Republican Party has forgot. If you read this budget, if you read the budget they put out, which, by the way, I don't think the president ever read, doesn't even know what's in it, which is why I keep telling Americans he does not care about them. Okay, this, you know, if you read that budget, it is a very anti-Christian budget. And I don't think a lot of church people would enjoy that budget, but for abortion. And that's the only thing they vote on. And if that issue ever goes away, the Republican Party goes away. Or they change. Or they become more like the Democratic Party. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I mean, you know, I guess I can't really say much more than that. But All I, right. I disagree. All right. <laughs> I'd rather, I, you know what I would rather have? Um, even if Roe v. Wade never changes, and I don't think it ever will. It won't. And I'll tell you why I don't think it'll change. And that's because there are too many D.C.-based anti-abortion or pro-life groups that make money on It can't change because it's but, been law since okay, 1971. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I would rather give people more money and then they can donate to their church for programs like crisis pregnancy centers and all yeah. that type of stuff. The problem is, Lisa, and I'm going to end on this because I only got a minute left and I'll give you plugs. Uh, the problem is, is that we've already given them money through tax cuts and other things, and they don't give it away to the poor. All right. I love you anyway, even though you're wrong. Uh, Lisa Pasquale, former head of CPAC. Get Bright email. What's the book? It's coming out. Where's what's the, what's the book's title? The book's title is The Social Justice Warrior Handbook, and I'm sure you'll learn nothing from it. Ah, you already know it all. I'm waiting for a signed autograph <laughs> copy to be delivered to my sloppy little hands. Uh, if Lisa, I get a tax cut, I'll send you one for free. <laughs> oh, oh, well, the one thing you might get out of this president <laughs> is a tax cut. All right, Lisa D. Pasquale, love you. At Lisa D.E.P. on Twitter. Taking your calls on the other side of the break. 631-451-1039 is my number. You're listening to The Chris Hahn Show, and I'll be right back. Like what you hear? Grow a pair. Pick up the phone and try to tell him why he's wrong. The Chris Hahn Show. All right. It's about 3.35 in the a.m. in Sicily right now, and the president is probably fast asleep. I'm waiting for the mother of all tweets. It's coming, America. Jared is the guy he sees when he looks in the mirror. And I am sure when he wakes up to find that the FBI is looking into Jared's activities, he's going to be very upset and he's going to do a lot of tweeting. We haven't had a tweet storm in a while, so it's been building up. 
and I expect him to uh, get in on the action. 631-451-1039 is my number. I am live for uh, about another 20 minutes or so. If you want to get in on the national conversation, I am going to go to Sean in East Mauritius. He's been holding on. Sean, how you doing? Hey, good. How you doing? Thanks for holding on during the break, Sean. What's on your mind? Well, you know, uh, I listen to 103.9 quite often. I like to listen to talk radio. And, uh, you know, I know you guys are Democrat bashing Trump. Uh, no, I'm an American. I'm just bashing what I see as un-American. Well, I don't. I disagree. You know, he got voted in. He, he won the election. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're, give the guy a chance. Uh, I, he's I, not the... You know, he, he's, he's not perfect. He makes mistakes, as, as everybody else Right. Does. You know, but Obama, what, what has he done for us? Well, Obama, uh, Obama rescued us. He tripled the debt. Yeah. He got rid of more immigrants than any president ever has in history. <laughs> right. Right? Iran. Yeah. Terrible deal. Military. Yeah. Military uh, well, right I think now. the Iran yeah. deal was great oh, because now they don't have a nuclear bomb. And I think the president saved us from the worst economic collapse ever. He had uh, seven straight years of private sector job growth. I think he did a pretty good job, President Obama. That's just the way I see it. I think he's actually one of the greatest presidents we ever had. Definitely beats out that Reagan guy. 631-451-1039. I'm going to go to James in Calverton. James, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. How you doing? Um, I got to say that when uh, before the election, I didn't think Trump was was serious or anything, but um, I'm starting to change my mind because uh, if it was business as usual, we would just be getting into World War Three with Korea where he's going to go talk to him. Huh. And I, I think that's great. James, I mean, James, 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 have you been paying attention? The president is one more scandal away from starting World War Three with North Korea. Okay, the president has told he told the Filipino president that we sent a submarine off the coast of of North Korea. Something a president should never say. You never talk about where submarines is. Business as usual. James, what has this guy done for you? Well, he hasn't done anything yet because he hasn't been there long enough. I think. Well, didn't he say in the first hundred days he was going to do this? He was going to do that. What has he done? I know, but, but uh, wait a minute. Just let me get a word in edgewise for a second. Go ahead. I was on your side for the whole uh, election period, but I just see him as, you know, I think that's the answer. I was talking to the guy in Korea. He's telling NATO they got to pay their fair share. I, so what's wrong with that? I'm all for I mean, telling NATO that they should pay their fair share, but you don't embarrass them at a memorial for Article 5, which was only invoked. It's embarrassing to Americans, but how is it embarrassing? I don't understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how it was embarrassing. I'm sorry, your connection was kind of his connection was. What is up with this? I think that's us. We gotta, you know, we gotta fix our phones, man. Ugh. Six three one four five one one zero three nine is the number. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. I'm not. I was not hanging up on James because he disagreed with me. I was hanging up on James because that echo in my ear was killing me, and we've got to fix it. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. James, I'm sorry, but here, here here's the thing. Here's why it's embarrassing. Okay, there's a time and a place for everything, and that was not the time or the place. And what has this guy done for you? When are we going to stop defending a guy who doesn't care about you? That's what I'm saying. I want to know, America, where you're at. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. Terry from Patchogue. How you Hi. doing, Terry? 
okay. You doing, doing okay. You're doing okay. I'm taking you. You're on. You're on the air. Okay. I got the radio going. I, I'm, all right. I'm getting a feedback. There you go. Right. I have a question. By the way, your phone sounds great. So maybe it was Sean's phone. Maybe I shouldn't yell about our system. Her phone okay, sounds no, fine. Everything, yeah, except that one guy keeps on. It's jam, uh, jammed up somehow. Yeah. All right. Um, let me see. What was I going to ask you? Oh, yeah. If, if Russian was involved with the election. Uh-huh. How could that have happened? What what would have done? What would have happened? Well, I mean, it's clear that they were involved with the election. All of our intelligence agencies, Terry, say that they have they attempted to interfere with our election. They were trying to hack the voting machines. They didn't get through to that. But what they did do was put a lot of misinformation out there, and they did hack the DNC. And I'm sure they probably hacked the RNC as well. Uh, but they took the DNC stuff, they weaponized those emails, and they used it against Hillary Clinton. It's what happened. The question is... And by the way, I don't think that that solves the election. I don't think that's the, you know, I think campaigns still matter. But the question is, was the Trump campaign colluding with the Russians? And if that happened, that's treason. And somebody Mm -hmm. needs to go to jail for that. Okay. And I'm not saying the president did it, but he sure does seem to be covering it up. Because why fire the guy investigating it if you had nothing to do with it? Well, wasn't he mad at uh, Comey for uh, not arresting Hillary for the... uh well, you know, the, 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 you know if, you read, if, you, if you read the statement the White House put out, they fired Comey because of the way Comey treated, mistreated Hillary, is what they said, Terry. That's, that's what I'm saying. Oh. So, you doing okay? Yeah, I'm hanging in. We're doing the Terry test, I think, in a week. Maybe next oh, week or the week oh, after. So start oh. thinking about what you think. All right, I have one more question. Go ahead. If Trump resigns, like yes. you predict. I do predict. Who, who would take over? Pence? Mike Pence. And who's going to have his job? Well, there'll have to be a big fight in the Senate to see who has that job. Oh, okay. He'll get so to appoint Mike. somebody, and the Senate will have to confirm it, and it'll be a uh, it'll be a fight. It'll be a, it'll be the mother of all confirmation hearings. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. I like using mother of all. It's one of my favorite things. So, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Terry. Okay. We'll talk to you okay. soon. Okay. 631-451-1039. If you want to get in on the action, 631-451-1039. I'm live for another uh, 15 minutes, 14 minutes or so, uh, talking Trump. Just I'm still, like, I'm perplexed. I just... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, what's he done for you? What has he done for you? How is he your guy? When are you going to stop letting him take a dump on your desk? I, I, I mean, uh, all right. I, I hear people say, well, give him time. Give him time. The guy's promised in the first 100 days to do more than any other president has ever done in his entire tenure, including George Washington, if you put it that way. I mean, George Washington created the presidency. How about Franklin Delano Roosevelt? You, you know, he did a couple of things in his first 100 days. It's why we actually have the standard the first 100 days. Um, made all these promises. Go back. Look at the record. Well, now it's like 140 days, 130 days. He's got nothing to show for it. Not a single significant piece of legislation. Not a significant single act. Even the things he tried to act on unilaterally have been struck down by the courts. All he has done in this last 140 days is embarrass the United States of America at every chance he could. And quite frankly, harm our allies and help our adversaries on the world stage the Chinese and the Russians. Remember how on day one, he was going to manip- he was going to uh, name China as a currency manipulator. 
Well, Chinese president comes to the United States, has a beautiful piece of cake at Mar-a-Lago, and now he's the great guy. I mean, have they changed their policies on currency? I don't think so. I don't hear a whole lot of like, we're going to ban China. But, you know, today in Europe, he said he's going to ban German cars. See, the president doesn't understand that you can't just ban German cars. You'd have to ban all European cars because we deal with the EU. We don't have an individual trade pact with Germany. He's got a bug up his butt about Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. I don't know what it is. I, he's got a, I, I, sorry. I know exactly what it is, America. The president has a problem with strong women. Hillary, right? Angela Merkel. Elizabeth Warren. He's going to hate Pamela Harris eventually when, she, when he figures out who she is. Right. When he figures out that she's not just a pundit on MSNBC and CNN, that she's actually a senator, he's going to hate her. That's his thing. He just hates women of a certain age who are strong. And Angela Merkel is that. So he's got a problem with Germany, one of our biggest allies on the world stage. One of our best allies. A country that hosts thousands of our troops. Now, you know, they're there for a reason, we know. But, you know, smiling, laughing, yucking it up with the Russians, he's okay with that. He'll smile and laugh and yuck it up with them. But, you know, the Germans, not so much. Had a great piece of cake. I had, we had a beautiful piece of chocolate cake. And he explained to me, North Korea, it's complicated, who knew? Ten minutes, I knew everything there was to know. I don't get it. 631-451-1039 is my number. I am Chris Hahn. 631-451-1039. You can also follow me on Twitter. At Christopher Hahn is my Twitter handle. At Christopher Hahn on Twitter. Get all your Christopher Hahn news and appearances. And my snarky remarks towards Donald Trump. And remember, we are still awaiting the mother of all tweets. Now that uh, the president's son-in-law, Jared Kushner has been named as a subject in the Russiagate investigation. So we are awaiting the mother of all tweets. Uh, when it happens, I probably won't be on the air. He's probably sleeping at this point. Uh, but uh, Or maybe maybe the staff really did take his phone. They said, you know what? The, the country can't afford the roaming charges, the data roaming charges, Mr. President, so you can't be tweeting while we're here in Europe. Maybe that's what's happening right now. I don't know. I'm waiting. I don't know. But I expect the mother of all tweets over this Jared Kushner thing. The mother of all tweets. 631-451-1039. Don't forget, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, I will be on Justice with Judge Neen on the Fox News channel. I'll be sparring with her. And uh, I expect uh, I expect lots of Mortal Kombat there. Uh, unlike what Curtis Lee says, I am not a uh, pushover on Fox News. I fight it out. I make my points. I call out hypocrisy wherever I see it. And I'm going to ask my uh, opponent, like, why are you still defending this guy? Like, why, like, you know, the CBO score comes out. 23 million people are losing their health care under his bill. 
The deficit is only being cut by a little bit, but there's going to be huge tax cuts and about uh, $300 billion taken out of health care in this country. I don't get it. 631-451-1039. I'm going to go back to the phone. 631-451-1039. Let's go to Nick and Patchog. Nick. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm okay. I'm just listening to you just throw Trump under the bus. Well, wait, hold on a minute. I think Trump has thrown everybody who works for him under the bus. And I think Trump no. is driving the bus. But the, no, the problem no, is no, if no, the United no. States of America stays on the bus, we're all going over a cliff, Nick. I just don't get it why everybody's got such a problem with the guy. Meanwhile, we've had eight years of absolute nothing. Zero. Oh, really? And the fact of Obama running around the world apologizing for... That was ridiculous. Nick, well, at least Trump is Nick let me ask you a question. First of all, his Obama's speech to uh, the Muslim world and Trump's speech to the Muslim world are almost the same speech. When Trump was over there to Saudi Arabia, did he say the words radical Islamic terrorism to the people who he should have been saying it to? Did he say that? I uh, don't believe so. No, he did not. You know why? Because he's a uh, coward. Nick, thanks for your call. 631-451-1039. Obama was a great president. Obama's the reason why Nick still has a cell phone that somehow echoes on my radio. Okay. Obama was good at presidenting. Presidenting. He enjoyed presidenting. Okay. He worked at it. He studied. Okay. He cared about what he did. And he never embarrassed this country, not once. Not once, America. 631-451-1039. Let's go to Rose in Riverhead. Rose, how you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Rose? I'm fine. Listen, I cannot believe... I cannot believe... You got to lower your radio. I cannot believe this conversation that's going on. What conversation? Well, how they're talking about how Trump, Trump, Trump. Well, that's what we talk about. He did so much for this country. Who? And Trump, all he's thinking about is himself. You're talking about Obama did so much for this country. Right, Obama did so much for this country. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. How many times did he bankrupt his own businesses? Obama, never. To the United States. Right. Right. Five times. Right. And the guy before said uh, Trump got elected. Well, Obama got elected twice. Exactly. He kept the gas prices down. Right. He made sure that the kids had health care. Rose. Now, this man, he's cutting out the health care for everybody that's working. That's right. Rose, you're preaching to the choir here. I'm with you. Oh, I am so mad with this stuff. It just don't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know, I, you know, what, I'm, what I ask everybody, Rose, is when are they going to stop defending this guy, right? How can they keep on defending Donald listen, Trump? I work for the Board of Elections, and I truly believe that there was no chance in the world that Trump would be elected. Right. I did, I too. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Rose, I appreciate the call. 
Keep it up, okay? That's okay. Rose. 631-451-1039 is my number. Don't forget, catch me Sunday night, a uh, Saturday night, six, uh, 9 p.m. on the Fox News channel, Justice with Judge Jeanine. I'll probably be talking about Donald Trump. I'll probably be talking about the CBO score or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'll be talking about something like that. 631-451-1039 is my number. Seriously, ask your friends, ask your neighbors, how many desks does this president have to take a dump on before we stop saying what a wonderful dump he's taken? Because that seems to be what is happening, America. We seem to be having a president who can get away with murder, can go back on his promises, and, in, you know, people who voted for him are just in their corners. I touched on it earlier. Just because you may have tweeted about this president and supported him or got into an argument with a friend or a family member or a coworker about how great he is, now that it's pretty much shown that he's not great, that he doesn't care about you or what you need, you could stop defending him. I know that Twitter is forever. But nobody's going back over your feed, okay? If you're worried about that, post some pictures about, you know, cats or something. Retweet a quote. Do, you know, put something up up there that that can, you know, bring your Trump support down in your Twitter feed so nobody sees it, okay? You don't have to stand by a guy who's not standing by you. I mean, there are people who have broken up with their spouse over less in this country. And yet, 36% of Americans, no matter what this guy does, and it might even be more, might be 40%, no matter what this guy, oh, give him a chance. I've given him a chance. He has not given me a chance. He has not reached across the aisle, not once. Forget about reaching across the aisle. Reach across the middle. Not once. Hell, had he tried to introduce a trillion dollar infrastructure package, I would have applauded him. I would have been with him. That never happened. God knows New York needs it. This country, the Northeast Corridor, needs it. He's not really doing that. It's rhetoric. That would have been good. That would have put people back to work. But, you know, we have 4.5% unemployment, thanks to President Obama. Just saying. I'm just saying. Has nothing to do with Donald Trump. The employment numbers at the end of his term will have something to do with him. Not at the beginning. All right, this has been fun. I hope you guys have enjoyed yourself as much as I've enjoyed talking to you tonight. Because uh, it's a crazy world we're living in. And I got to remind you, America, to seek the truth. Question everyone, question everything, even me. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Christopher Hahn. Check me out at ChristopherHahn.com. But I'll be back here next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening, America. If we all light up, we can scare away the dark. Wish our weekdays away, spend our weekends in bed 
We drink ourselves stupid and work ourselves dead and all just because that's what mum and dad said we should do. The Chris Hahn Show podcast is recorded live at 103.9 FM in New York at Long Island News Radio. This episode was sent to Face Off Unlimited headquarters in Astoria, Queens, and was edited by Jeffrey Shimmer. Executive producers are Joe Tex, Jay Painter, and Eric Robinson. FOU Studios is a property of Face Off Unlimited LLC. I'm Brian Walters, the senior producer here, and on behalf of everybody who worked on this show, we'd like to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in. Subscribe to catch all of our other podcasts here on the FOU Studios Podcast Network. To learn more about Chris and to find out about his upcoming television appearances, follow him on Twitter at Christopher Hahn and at ChristopherHahn.com. To learn more about FOU, connect with us via social media at FOU Studios and visit us at FOUStudios.com. Boom! Boom.